I'd like to say this morning. You may call me a crybaby, but that's all right. I'd rather cry for the Lord than to cry for the devil. But I'd like to say it's good to be here. Am I nervous? I'm always nervous when I handle this. You know what I'm handling? The living word right here. I get very nervous. My wife asked me this morning. She said, are you nervous? I said, there's a cat in a room full of rockers. And I am. But we'll do what the Lord. Mike called me a while back, and he invited me down. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to come this morning. And I want to congratulate you on your 100 years. If you have your Bible this morning, I'd like for you to turn to Luke chapter 18. Now, I bounce around a lot. I, I don't give you my ideas and opinions. I try to give you what the Word of God says. Because my ideas and opinions don't mean nothing. It's thus saith the Word of God. And if I can always back up with the Word of God, what I've preached to you, then I've got something to stand on. If I can't back it up, then I'm some sinking sands the way I see it. But Brother Mike called me and invited me, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And, and I've asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know who's going to be there this morning. I don't. I didn't have a clue who would be here. You know, I've had people say that the preacher's followed me around this week because he preached on me. Well, if it finds you short, get right with God's all I can tell you. And when I'm preaching, if you feel led of the Holy Spirit to come, don't hold back. Just let go. You know what's wrong a lot of times? We hold back. We won't let go for the Lord. We can hoot and holler for everything, but when it comes to the Lord, we get pretty quiet sometimes. Shame on us is all I can say. Shame on us. But I want to congratulate this church. As I said, I prayed, and I said, God, I don't know who will be there today. Only, you know, Mike told me to have my way or to obey the Lord, and that's all I know how to do. If it can't be that way, then I don't want to be here because that's all I know how to do is obey him. But I want to congratulate the church on a 100-year celebration, and I want to thank you for this opportunity to come and take part in this service. And Dutch Bottoms, I want to thank you. What for? Well, for what you've done for me and my family. You see, I come to this church many years ago because of that woman sat right there, my wife. I met her, and she said, the only way I'll go out with you if you'll come to church with me. So I come to church with her. I come down here, Manson, and I'm scared to death. I never seen this many people in one room. Church I come out of, it wasn't that big. And I wasn't where I needed to be of the Lord neither. I'll go ahead and tell you that too. That's the reason I come down here. But it ain't that reason I come, church. It's that the Lord sent me. He sent me here. So we went on for a while. It wasn't long. We was married. We've been married 39. Is that right, Penny? Just finished 39. Some people said six months and they'll be done. 39 years later, thanks be to God. But I want to thank this church for everything you've done for me and my family. I want you to think about this. I was saved through this church. Now, I wasn't saved here, but Preacher Stump preached one Sunday night, and I don't know, I was sitting around here somewhere, and I got under conviction. Now, when I was a boy, I went to the altar, about eight years old, and I went because all my cousins went. Where I went to church, there's a whole row of cousins. We all sat together and other people, and they all went to the altar, and I went to the altar. Well, I didn't get what I needed that day. I went because they went. 
and I was as lost as the day is long. But thanks be to God, he didn't give up on me. But I come to this church and preacher something preached, and I can't tell you what he preached that night. I don't know. I ain't got a clue. All I know is this. I got earned conviction. And I was too backwards and bashful to come to the altar. That's how backwards and bashful I am. And you say the Lord can't use you, all I can say is baloney. If he can use me, he can use anybody. So I started up the road right up through yonder. I call that the Marstown Highway. I don't know what you called it, but it takes me to Marstown, and I understand that. That's Marstown Highway to me. And I was with my wife, and she said, what's wrong? Boy, that's a bad need. I need to be saved. I didn't know what to do, Mike. You know, I preached the other Sunday, and I pastor at St. Tide Missionary Baptist Church. I've been there 18 going on 19 years, I believe. God sent me over there through this church. It's how it all worked. And people says, well, you ain't made them mad to run you off. Church, I don't want them to run me off. I want to leave when the Lord says it's time to go. That's the way it works now. That's the way it works. But I've been over there for a while, but we got to going up the road, and I, got under convi- I was under conviction, and I didn't know what to do. So I went to my mama's house. That's all I know to do. And I got down on my knees, and I asked the Lord to come into my heart. You know what? He's been in my heart ever since. And I'd like to stand up here this morning and brag and tell you how good I am. But it ain't me. It's him. It's him. But he saved me that night. And the Bible says this plainly. He sealed me on the day of redemption. And I've been sealed ever since. And I'd like to tell you how good I've been, but I can't brag on me. I have to brag on him this morning. But I got saved. I got changed forevermore. I've been changed ever since. Yeah, I've done wrong. I have. I've sinned. But I'm going to tell you what. I've got a forgiving God. If you're here today, don't think he can't forgive you because he can. And he wants to, too. Let me tell you that. But I got saved. Got baptized here. Got married here. I got wrote down what all happened to me. I was saved through the efforts of this church, baptized here, married here, June 25th, 1982. That's when I got married. Taught Sunday school right back there. The, the youth of that time, some of them sitting here this morning, I see them. They come to me and wanted me to teach Sunday school. I said, uh-uh, not me. No, yeah, no. I was a... One time, uh, Jay Lewis said this here. He called them the silent majority of this church. That was me. I was the silent majority. I come to church. I didn't bother nobody. I minded my own business, and I went on about my business. But the youth come coming. We need you to teach Sunday school. I said, uh-uh, not me. No, no. But finally, I was back there teaching them kids. Never taught a class in my life. Know nothing about it. Never stood up in front of people. I was so backwards and bashful in school, I would have took an F other than get up in front of people and talk. That's how bad it was. But I went back there, and God blessed. God blessed. And my wife, I've got it put up somewhere. She helped me write out a lesson plan because she's a school teacher. She knows a little bit about that. So I could sort of stay on a, a course there. So uh, I taught Sunday school here. And now let me tell you what else happened here. I was called to preach. Now, let me share a little with you about it. I was called to preach. And I run for, I don't know, for years I run from God. I wouldn't do it. I said, God, I can't. 
in church I can't. It's all him this morning. It ain't me. But I remember one Sunday night. I said, Lord, if you'll let me talk to Manson tonight. So we was right out there, me and Hack and Jen and Pity. We'd had youth night. Boy, we had a bunch of good kids. Oh, thank you, Lord. And we were in the fellowship hall, and we were leaving. And I remember this just as plain as it happened right now. We were leaving, and I said, we were locking the door, me, Hack, Jen, and, and, and Penny. And I said, it ain't for me. I don't see Manson. And his neck come around the corner of that building. It looked like an ostrich back there. And I said, oh, no. So I hit Manson with everything I had. I mean, I caught both hammers, and I shot him with both barrels. And Manson, but now before this, let me tell you a little history here. I told my wife, and I had told nobody this. It's between me and God. I carried it with me. I was in misery. And if you're here and you're not doing with your life what God's called you to do, you'll never be happy until you do what God's called you to do. That's the only way you'll ever find peace in this world is when you do with your life what God's called you to do. But I told my wife one morning, I said, Honey, I said, I got to tell you something. She said, What? I said, I feel like I'm being called to preach. And this was her reply, Mike. She said, You? I said, Yeah, that's what I thought too. So then I talked to Manson, and I told him the story. I said, Manson, it's, it, it, it's killing me. And here's what he answered me, and I'm glad these people will stand up and tell you the truth. And that's what God's called us to do, stand up and tell the truth. No matter how it falls, where it hits, let God work all that out. Do your part. But Manson said, well, son, let me tell you what. You've got two choices. And I'm like, okay, show me a way out. He preached a message one time. We don't even know this. And he said that, that, that uh, Noah said, I mean Moses said, well, I can't talk plain. I believe you had a stuttering problem. And I said, I used that excuse, Mike. And Manson said, he read the scripture there where it said, but who made your mouth? I did. I can do with it what I want to. And he can. He can do with it what he wants to. But I told Manson what was eating me and and I went to James Suggs' church one time at Cave Hill. I love Brother James, and he's one of my spiritual daddies. I look to him, him and Manson and men like that, Bill Murray. Bill's gone on. I love Bill Murray. But I went to James's church one time. James Suggs had never met me, didn't even know me. But he got up and said this. Somebody died in his church that week, and he said, who's going to fill their shoes? He said, maybe you're here tonight, and God's got something calling you to do something. And I, it's like just me and James is in that church because I knew who he's talking to. He's talking to me. But Manson told me standing right out there in that parking lot, he said, you got two choices, do it or die. So here I stand before you today. And I believe if I hadn't surrendered to the call, I may not be here today. I could be somewhere flat on my back this morning looking up and saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. But church, I'm going to tell you, if you're here today and you're not doing with your life what God's called you to do, you'll never be satisfied until you do it. I know a lot of people right now that are running from the Lord. I know a lot of people that are running right now. Oh, I can just, I, I can see their lives and how, how messed up their lives are. Why? 
because they won't do what God's called them to do. So I announce my call to preach here. I preach my first message right here behind this pulpit. It's 13 minutes. My uncle sat right back there, and he timed me. He said, that's good. Jesus, 12 disciples, and Jesus, 13. That's good. I preach my first message here. I preach my first revival here. And then you all ordained me, and you sent me out. And I've been out ever since. I've been at St. Tide. That's where I feel that God wants me. I feel like I'm in the center of God's will at that church. I feel like I'm doing with my life what God has called me to do. So this morning in our scripture, I want you to see something. I want you to look at Luke chapter 18, verse 9. We're going to read a few verses. And as I said, I bounce around. I, 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 it's hard for me to stand behind this pulpit. But I'm, I'm trying to be obedient here this morning. I'm trying to obey. And if it finds you short this morning, you know how to fix it. Get right with God. That's all I can tell you this morning. If you kill the messenger, there'll be another messenger pop up. All, God's message will always go forward. There'll always be a remnant of God's people. I don't care how dark it looks, how bleak it looks, how bad it looks. There'll always be a remnant of God's people. Always has been, always will be. Everybody wants to know how to fix America. And I've got the simplest formula I know how. It's Jesus and nothing else. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. What's going to fix America? It's not going to be the Republicans or the Democrats or the Independents or the Libertarians. It's going to be Jesus Christ and nothing else. If my people, which are called by my name, shall do one thing, humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, repent, get right with God. God said, I'll hear from heaven. What did he say he'll do? I'll heal their land. Would you agree with me today? Our land's sick. It's very, very sick. It needs a, a, needs a good cleansing and a good healing. So uh, 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 Luke chapter 18 and verse 9. Listen to what the Word of God says this morning. If you don't get nothing, listen to what the Word of God says today. Luke 8 and 9 goes like this. 18 and 9, I'm sorry, Luke 18 and 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted. I want you to notice what they trusted in, though. They trusted in themselves. Uh, uh, they didn't trust in Jesus Christ. They didn't fit, trust in the finished work at Calvary. Uh, uh, they didn't trust in his death, burial, or resurrection, uh, uh, Brother John. But they trusted in themselves. Uh, I'm afraid today we've got a lot of people that are trusting in themselves and what they can do. Uh, uh, so they trusted in themselves uh, uh, that they were righteous and despised others. Uh, uh, let me tell you what, today, if you get right with God, you can't despise others. Uh, uh, you got to love everybody. Uh, uh, you can't love this and don't like that one. It don't work that way. Uh, either you love them or you don't love them. Uh, uh, so when you get right with God, uh, uh, guess what you'll do? Uh, uh, you'll love all people. Uh, I pray this prayer and I ask God, and I mean this from my heart. Uh, I say, God, don't let me see people through my eyes. Let me see people through your eyes. Uh, uh, why, church? Uh, uh, there's a lost and dying world out there. Uh, where are they dying and going to? They're going to hell. That's where they're going to. Uh, uh, they're going to a place prepared for the devil and his angels. Uh, I don't believe God meant for mankind to go there. Uh, if mankind goes there, he goes on his own bidding. Uh, uh, they go over the prayers of the saints and over the prayers of people. Uh, uh, they go over all things. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, it says uh, uh, that they despised others. Uh, uh, but I want you to notice what happened. Uh, uh, now we come to church today. Uh, I want to 
to talk about the church just for a minute here. Uh, uh, the church is not a building but a people. Uh, a lot of people look at the church uh, and you all got a beautiful building. Uh, uh, God's blessed you so much down here uh, at Dutch Bottoms. Uh, I'm telling you what, it's amazing how God has blessed you. Uh, uh, but the church is not a building. Uh, uh, God's not coming back after this building, uh, uh, but he's coming back after his people. Uh, uh, who is that? Uh, uh, that's the people that's been born again. Uh, uh, that's the only people that's going to go to heaven, uh, uh, the people that's been born again. Uh, uh, there was a very religious man one day. Uh, his name was Nicodemus. Uh, he asked Jesus this question, uh, and this is what Jesus replied and answered unto him. Uh, he said these words right here. Uh, uh, you must be born again. Uh, if you're going to enter in the kingdom of heaven, uh, uh, you must be born again. Uh, it's still the way to, the same way today. Uh, I know people are trying every way in the world, uh, and they say there's many avenues to God. Uh, but God says uh, uh, there's only one way. Uh, it's by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, because the Bible plainly tells us this. Uh, uh, without the blood, there is no remission. Uh, uh, there is no forgiveness of sin. Uh, uh, so you should be thankful for the blood today uh, uh, that was shed at Calvary uh, uh, for each and every lost soul that there is. Uh, uh, that blood has never run out and it never will. Uh, uh, that blood still has the same power it did as the day it was dropped. Uh, uh, but I want you to think about this. Uh, Ephesians 4 and 4 says this. Uh, uh, there is one body and one spirit, uh, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. Uh, uh, so what is the church? Uh, it's a body of born-again believers. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, uh, that's the people that's going to go to heaven. Uh, uh, people say, uh, uh, well, I've heard that all my life. Uh, uh, that the Lord's coming back. Uh, uh, well, I've heard it too, Brother Mike. Uh, uh, but guess what? Uh, I don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. Nobody does. Uh, it's still going to happen. Why? It's still going to happen. Uh, whether you believe it, I believe it or not, I, I truly believe this today. Uh, we all could shut up our Bibles and lay them down and go to the house. Uh, it ain't going to have no effect. Uh, God's still going to do what God says He's going to do right in here. Uh, why? Because thus saith the Word of God. Uh, so the church is not a building, uh, but it's a body of born-again believers. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18 says this, uh, But now hath God set the members... Uh, I want you to get this today. If you're here today, you're not here by mistake. God allowed you to come here this morning and to hear and feel the presence of God. So you're not here by mistake. The devil likes to tell you. And let me tell you what the devil is. He's the biggest liar there's ever been. So don't listen to the devil. Listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. As it bids, if it tells you to come, get up and come. Don't wait. Don't delay. Get up and come. But... If you're here and you're a member of this church, uh, uh, then you ought to act like a member should act. Uh, uh, you ought to act like uh, uh, when you go out in public uh, uh, that you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ first and foremost. And don't ever bring reproach on the name of Jesus. Uh, and if you do, be man or woman enough to go back and apologize to that person and say, I'm not supposed to act that way. Uh, 
so if you're a member of this church, uh, uh, what does that mean? Uh, uh, when the doors are open, you're supposed to be here. Uh, uh, that's what God's called us to do. Uh, it says to fail not to assemble yourselves together uh, as we see the day approaching. What is the day? Uh, you don't have to look far. Uh, the Bible says in the last days there'll be what? A great falling away. Uh, if we've not been in that the last 10 or 15 years, uh, I don't believe we're ever going to be in it. Uh, uh, so guess what? Uh, uh, we're seeing the Bible unfold before us every day. Uh, it's fulfilling itself just like it said it would. Uh, uh, but Jesus said, I've gone away. Uh, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Uh, and where I am, there you shall be also. Uh, uh, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18, uh, uh, but now hath God set the members, every one of them, uh, in the body as it pleased him, uh, as it hath pleased him, uh, uh, not as it pleased you or pleased me, uh, uh, but as it hath pleased him. Uh, he's pleased for you to be here today. Uh, uh, God wants you to be here today. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 25, uh, uh, that there should be no schism in the body, uh, uh, but that the members should have the same care one for another. We should care one another for each other. We should love one another. We should pray for one another. Uh, uh, we should pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, uh, we should pray for those on the mission field. Uh, uh, we should pray for the mission field. You know what mission field we're on? Cock County, Tennessee. That's where we're at. Hey, if you want to go on a mission trip, I can tell you tomorrow night, Monday night, show up about 7 o'clock over at Fish Farms. Uh, uh, we go over and we feed the Hispanics, the people here picking tomatoes. Uh, uh, we go over and feed them. Uh, uh, we have a church service with them over there. Uh, trip, you can go on a mission trip right here in Cock County. God's not called me to the mission field nowhere else. I feel there's enough work here to keep me busy until the Lord calls me out of this place. Amen. So he sets you where he's got you. Why? Because that's where he wants you. There shouldn't be no schism in the body. But now let's go to verse 10. I want you to see this today. I prayed, I wrestled with this, I paused, and I said, Lord, I, I don't know what to preach. And let me tell you what, he always He's never early, he's never late, he's right on time. Always has been, always will be. But I want you to see these two men in this situation today. Verse 10, look at what it says. Now, verse 9 says who, that, who they trusted in. The one did, he trusted in himself. If you're trusting in yourself to get you to heaven, you're in a bad, bad way this morning. If you're trusting your church membership to get you to heaven, you're in a bad, bad way this morning. You need to get right with God. You need to be saved and born again. Are you judging me, preacher? No, I'm not judging you. God will do all the judging. He'll take care of that. But if you ain't been born again, you ain't going to go to heaven. Well, preacher, that's too straight. The Bible says straight is a gate and there is a way. If you be there, to find it. It says the way that leads to destruction is wide. It says there's many. So if you're not right with God, you need to get right with God. Amen. Now, preacher, I didn't have you to come down here to tell me that. It's not me. It's God. Take it up with God. It's all him this morning, not me. Luke chapter 18 and verse 10. Two men, they went up to the temple. That'd be like going to church today. That's what the temple was to them, the church. Two men went up to the temple. What did they go there for? To pray. Now, the one was a Pharisee. That was a religion of the day. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, all those kinds of seeds, uh, they were very religious. They had all the laws. They had every job, every field. They had all the things. Uh, and they kept them, and then they added laws and added laws and added 
laws and added laws, and they made it so confusing and complicated they couldn't keep the law themselves. But this man went up. He had religion. Let me tell you where religion will take you. It'll take you straight to hell. Last Sunday morning I preached about the rich man. This was a rich man's ass. He's still in hell today. If this a rich man lifted his eyes up in hell being in torment. If you're here today and you're lost, uh, I tell you what, you need to get saved. You need to get right with God. Uh, whatever it is in your life that's ailing you, you need to bring it and give it to God. But it says here that the Pharisee uh, stood and prayed. Uh, it says uh, that two men went up to the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Now, the publican was just like an old sinner. Uh, uh, he was a tax collector or something like that. He was a hated man. Uh, uh, but let me tell you what God does. Uh, uh, God loves sinners. Ain't you glad God loves sinners? Uh, uh, that's what I am today. I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. If you're saved today, you're a sinner saved by God's grace. Uh, and the Bible says it's not of works lest any man should boast. Uh, if I could save myself, who would I brag on today? I'd brag on Zane Stewart but all I can brag on is Jesus Christ and the finished work at Calvary and his death, burial and resurrection I'm thankful today church of the God I serve he's sitting on the throne he's not bringing his hands he's not worried about what's going on down here he knows everything and there's this Jesus Christ at his right hand he is my advocate he goes to Father when I have a need and when you have a need so two men went up to the temple to pray uh, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Uh, uh, the Pharisee stood and prayed uh, uh, thus within himself. With himself. Uh, uh, God, uh, I thank thee uh, uh, that I am not uh, as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as a publican. Uh, he wanted to lift up himself. Uh, uh, that's who he bragged on. Uh, he bragged on himself. Uh, uh, God, look at what I've done. Uh, I've done this. I've done that. Uh, let me tell you what, church. Uh, all we've got belongs to God anyway. Uh, whatever you got today, it's not yours. Uh, uh, God just lent it to you for a little while. Uh, and then it's going to be somebody else's. Why? Uh, because uh, uh, the Bible says this plainly. Uh, it's appointed unto man once to die. Uh, but after this comes the judgment. Uh, are we all going to die? Why? Yes. Yes, we're going to die. Either that or we're going to go through uh, uh, out of here. Uh, uh, we're going to be called out of this place. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, hey, what you've got don't belong to you. Uh, it belongs to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, whatever you have, God's blessed you with. Uh, uh, God, uh, uh, God wants you to be a good steward of it. Uh, uh, but now listen to this. Uh, uh, listen here. Uh, and verse 12, he says, I fast twice in the week. Uh, I give tithes of all that I possess. Uh, uh, but I want you to look at verse 13. Uh, uh, listen to the old uh, uh, publican here. Uh, uh, how he prayed. Uh, oh, how we need prayer today. Uh, how we need prayer today, church. Uh, uh, for this lost and dying world. If you ain't got a burden, guess what? You need a burden for this lost and dying world. People are stepping off into the mouth of hell right now as we talk, as we stand up here before you today. So listen to what happened here. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Let me tell you today, let me ask you a question today, church. Ain't you glad God's merciful to sinners? If he was not, there'd be no hope for you and I today. I'm so glad that God loves sinners, ain't you? I tell you what today, church, I'm afraid in church today, in the, in the church today, we've got sin in categories. This sin's worse than that sin. Let me tell you about sin. Sin is sin. It don't matter. From 
here we see the publican. He repented. He asked God. He says, I tell you, he says he smote upon his breast saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Now, I'd like for you to take your Bibles. I'd like for you to go to Isaiah this morning. We're going to go over to the Old Testament. Isaiah 64. I want to share a verse with you today. Verse 6. Listen to what it says. This is every one of us today. It goes to the top, to the bottom, and it goes through it again. But here's what it is. But we are always an unclean thing. And all of our righteousness. Guess what our righteousness is? It's just a big old pile of filthy rags. Everything that you and I could work up, guess what it is? It's a big old pile of filthy rags. And we are all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So what is my righteousness today? My righteousness that I can do is just a big old pile of filthy rags. But I trusted in Jesus Christ. I trusted in the finished work at Calvary. I've been saved. I've been born again. I'm on my way to heaven someday. I'm going to go. Why? Because he said so. Not because of what I said, but because of what he said. I'm going to go one day after a while. I thank you, church, that you thought enough of me to pray for me. I thank you, church, that you're still going and you're still doing this right here. Dr. Brown used to use a word. He said, push. I pray until something happens. What we're supposed to do is pray until something happens. We're not to give up. We're not to quit. We're not to back up. We're just to keep pushing against the rock or whatever it is. Let God move the rock, and when God moves the rock, it'll be moved out of the way. Now take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Romans chapter 3. I want you to see this with me today, if God allow me to this morning. Romans chapter 3, look at verse 9, if you will. Now remember, two men went up to the temple to pray. One bragged on himself, and the other one said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Romans chapter 3 and verse 9. Listen to this. Uh, what, are, what then are we better than they uh, in no no wise for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles uh, uh, that they are all under this right here what are they under they're under sin all are under sin and it says in verse 10 as it is written there is none righteous no not one there is none that understandeth there is none that seeketh after God they are all gone out of the way they are all together become unprofitable and there is none that doeth good no not one now look at verse 23 while you're right there at it look at what it says it says right there for all have sinned and done what come short of the glory of God now, what does the word all mean? It only can mean one thing, all. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Now, turn on over to Romans 6 while you're over here in Romans and look at verse 23, if you will. For the wages of sin, this is all sin has to offer you, me, or anybody. For the wages of sin is death. For the wages of sin is death. That's all that it can pay with. It's dead. It can't give life. The devil can't produce nothing. All it can produce uh, is death. That's all it can produce. For the wages, you mean that wages of sin will be dead even after I'm saved? Yes. I sure will. 
So, it says in Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the only way. So it says that we're all guilty before God. All of us were guilty before God. Proverbs 11 and 4 says this, Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness, righteousness delivereth us from death. Isaiah 1 and 18 says this, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Know that though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now I want you to remember, two men prayed. We have two accounts here. The Pharisee, he was self-righteous. He was religious. The publican, the sinner, he was honest before God. He came as a child. He truly worshipped God. Truly worshipped God. Now take your Bibles this morning and turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5. And I thought about this. And I thought about this church. It sits up here on the hill, sort of. And used to, you could go down, and go down the interstate, down I-40, and down there about, right before you get to Swansylvania, you know, you could look over through here and you could see the steeple of this church. Now a lot of you won't remember that. But you could, you could see it before the trees growed up. Especially in the wintertime when the leaves is off. You can see the steeple of this church. I don't know if you still can or not. But you can see the steeple of this church. Now listen to this this morning, church. I want to encourage you this morning. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. When times are hard, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Just hunker down. Work together. Work through it. And stay together. Stay as one. And go on through the storm. Because you know what, Mike? This is what I, I'm learning. I'm always in the learning mode. I'll never want to thank John I've arrived. Because when I think I've arrived, I need to be on my face what I never do. I'm thinking more of myself than I am. You know what I'm learning on this side? I'm learning this will be a good time. Yeah. There's been times up here. Guess what, though? There's been times down here. Because look here. When you're on the mountain. So in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, I thought of this church. You're the light of the world. That's what we are, Mike. We're a light to this lost and dying world. Now when we all gather in here, look at all of our lights in here. They should burn brightly, shouldn't they? If we're not burning brightly, something's amiss. Then we need to get on the altar and we need to get it fixed. If we need to trim the wick, if we need to clean the globe, whatever it is we need to do, we need to get up, we need to be obedient to God, 
and we need to get things fixed up, whatever it is. Why? Today may be our last day on this earth. Do you ever think about that? Have y'all realized all the people that died in Cock County this week? Wow. It's amazing. This little county right here that have died. Got a call yesterday about a man that supposedly died. And I'm, I mean, it really steps, knocked me back for a minute. So people are leaving this old world. I'm going to leave one day by the cloud, by the grave. I don't know. That's up to God. All I know is this. city you're the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid there's no way you could hide this church I don't care what you tried you could not hide it there is no way you could hide it just think I thought of this as I prepared this as I pondered it in my mind and went over it and prayed about it but I thought about the uh, and, and they do this at certain places for businesses they, they have a car count see how many cars go up and down the road just think of how many cars go up and down this road every day. Thousands probably. Thousands each and every day go by this church right here. But you couldn't hide this church. And we're not to hide our light, neither. So a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Well, preacher, you just told us good works won't get us to heaven. It won't. But once you get saved, you should go to work. God's got something for you to do. God's got something for each and every person in this building today to do. You say, I'm too old. You've listened to the devil. He's lied to you. There's no age limit with God. Well, I'm too young. No, you're not. Thank you, young people, for singing. Keep on keeping on for God. Keep on. Don't listen to the devil. Why? He's a liar. John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus' purpose is to be a light to the nations. Here he confers the same task on his followers, you and I, who are to be the light of the world, reflecting the light into the world's darkness. Now remember, two men went up to the temple. What did they go for? To pray. They went up to pray. The one, the Pharisee, he was self-righteous. He's very religious. You know, some people believe because I belong to a church, I'm going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Some people believe because I've been dunked in water somewhere, I'm going to heaven. Mm -hmm. No. And it's good to be baptized, don't get me wrong. The only way you're going to get there is if you've trusted Jesus Christ and the finished work at Calvary. I started this story, and I get to chase some rabbits sometimes. 
So two men prayed at the temple. The Pharisee was self-righteous. The publican was honest before God. Now I've got three questions, and I'm going to try to get down out of the way. That's what God gave me, and when he's done, I need to get down out of the way because I'm hindering him, and I sure don't want to be no hindrance. i got three questions this morning. Question one is, do you remember when you got saved? What was the first thing you wanted to do when you got saved? Go tell somebody. You couldn't wait, could you? Got to call somebody and tell them what happened to me. I got saved. I got saved. Are you still excited about it? What happened? What happened? You know what I see today, church, and I'm guilty. I'm as guilty as everybody else. The devil's got everybody so busy, we don't have time for God. He's got us convinced we've got to be this busy. Mm-mm. No. No. We need to spend time alone with God. We need to sometime just find us somewhere to sit down and listen to him. Wait on him. Just wait on him. Let him talk to us. You believe he'll talk to him? I know he will. I know he will. So question one is, when you were saved, born again, what did you want to do? You want to go tell somebody. You want to go tell somebody. Question two is, how did you come to church this morning? How did you come to church? Are you like the Pharisee? You're religious? Look at me. You look down your self-righteous nose at us. how did you come to church this morning and how are you going to leave church today you going to leave in the same old mess you was in when you got here if you do it's on you it's not on me because I've shared what God shared with me with you today and I believe it's straight from him not from me my opinion means nothing thus saith the word of God so how are you going to leave church today in the same old mess you was in I'm telling you if you got something you need to do for God you ain't going to be satisfied until you do it. You'll never be satisfied in this world until you do what God has called you to do. It's the only way you'll ever be happy in this world. And there is joy, church. Let me tell you, there's joy. And it only comes from Him. It's not in the world. You won't find joy in this world. You'll find heartbreak, heartache, but you'll find peace in Him. A peace that passeth all understanding. I can't understand it. But I'm glad for that peace, aren't you? So how are you going to leave church today? Both men went home justified in some sense. The Pharisee wrapped in the same the same the Pharisee was wrapped in the same self-justification he had worn to the temple. The tax collector, the old publican. 
that smote himself on the chest. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Well, I'm glad God's merciful to sinners, ain't you? The tax collector wrapped in the righteousness of Jesus, a sinner saved by God's amazing grace. For God so loved, you can put your name in here, the world that he gave. What did he give? The greatest gift ever given unto mankind. He gave his only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you know him today? Is he the Lord of your life? Is he the one in control of your life? Are you trying to live in the world and serve him? It won't work. Can't live in the world and serve God. Mm -mm. Nope. Either he's number one or he won't be at all. He will not be. Now, I got one more thing to do, and I'm going to get out of the way and let these other men. I don't want to take up too much time, but I'm going to sing a song. Can you sing, preacher? Not a lick. I know how to sing in the key of F. Open up and let her fly. That's all I know. So if it sounds good, just put your fingers in your ears. But if you know a song, help me. And you've got a decision to make today. What are you going to do with this man called Jesus? If he's knocked upon your heart's door, don't turn him away. Let him in this morning. He wants to come in. It's done been said twice. The altar's always open. If we shut the altars down, let's just stay at the house. The altar's always open. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back. Thank you, and God bless you. I love you. I appreciate you. And church, if I could tell you anything, just keep on. Keep on keeping on for the Lord. Love on your pastor. Love on him. Tell him how much you appreciate him. And I tell you what us preachers need. 
We need prayer. We need prayer. Do you know what? The devil's after us. You know, when I announced my call, it was like there's a little bit of a break there. And then, boy, it's like Satan got turned loose. God will always take care of his. He always has and he always will. Thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you for everything you've done for me and my family. We appreciate it. We want you to know that. I feel I'm where I'm supposed to be, where God has placed me. And I'll be there until he says, all right, big boy, move on down the road. Don't want to leave too soon. Don't want to stay too late. Want to be in the center of God's will. So pray for us at St. Tide. We pray for you. We need your prayers. Thank you and God bless you. Have you decided to follow Jesus? Are you living your life that's pleasing to him?